नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चार पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा होप एवरीबॉडी इज डूइंग वेरी वेल टुडे yeah my audio seems to be working fine i just checked um today we are going to be doing a monologue uh, i know the thumbnail has the photo of my dear friend abhijit ayer mitra it was just a joke that i cracked on abhijit and abhijit is very well aware of it so don't don't get all excited um but before that i want to thank all the new members since the last monologue the last monologue i think it was approximately 10 days ago so as i always start my monologues like you know thank my members who have joined since the last monologue so ashish mohan yogesh nagraj uh, sanjay ahlavat uh, mihir pingle nikhil uh, vijay mahindru और हैं और हैं जस्ट लुकिंग या ए के सेवन नाइन इंद्रनील पोड़े प्रवीण प्रिया वी आशीष सहनी श्रेयसी सो दीज वर दंस ऑन यूट्यूब नाउ लेट मी गोरू पेट्रियॉन एंड ऑन पेट्रियॉन वी हैव दुर्गा एंड प्रशांत सक्सेना and shailaja kancherla thank you very much for joining the membership program and on fanmo we have vandana mehra and uh, avinash ankur who have joined the membership program so to all those who have joined this program thank you very much uh, um uh, i appreciate your support as i always say this is a member only podcast this podcast is strictly uh driven by the membership program there are two tiers of the membership program one is the seeker tier one is the speak with me tier the seeker tier gets access to all the discussions around the aryan invasion aryan migration and out of india theory books i have selected nine books or which i have discussed every single chapter and and word in detail then there are around 6 to 7 papers that are discussed and then finally we culminated it with a discussion of the rigveda that is going on right now that is what you get in the seekers tier it is hours and hours of content so if you take the membership now you're going to be like you have content for at least one year that you have to go through to become up to date with the current uh, um content and uh, then the other tier is the speak with me tier the speak with me tier will have all the content of the seekers tier and then along with that you get access to once a month you get to speak with me this month's ama is due so you will get to speak with me this month i will announce the ama on the members tab on all the different platforms uh, accordingly and uh, over and above that you also get access to another tier of content which is called the understanding and experiencing religion under that content i discuss religious texts uh, i've already completed the entire valmiki ramayana currently i am discussing the manusmriti and uh, other than that uh, everything seems to be fine uh, what else is there thing else is there and uh, so let's get started so why did i decide to do this monologue For, as always the rules of the game remain the same if you have questions you can use the super chat option or you can ask me questions via fanmo you can go on fanmo dot in and uh, 
we can uh, uh, answer your questions over there and um, all right so this is why i decided to do this uh, monologue so it was uh, i waited on it because i did not want to talk about it when it is trending uh, as is my nature and uh, let's uh, play a clip uh, this was an interview of sudha murthy conducted by someone i don't know his name i forgot his name but this is exactly what had happened here and let's play it main bahar jaati hu na main adventurous kaam mein hai lekin khane mein nahi bahar ka mujhe dar lagta hai main pure vegetarian hu not even egg okay not even lasan oh i don't eat lasan not even lasan ha I think he's some cool. Dal kya lagta hai? Dono ko vegetarian aur non-vegetarian ko ek hi spoon use kiya hai. Wo mere man mein bhai, bahut takbir deta hai. Isliye main hum bahar jaate hai na, veg restaurant dekhte hain. Okay. Boiled vegetables. Pure pure vegetables. Yeah. Or I always carry one bag full of eating material. Twenty five thirty chapati karke leke jaati hu. Oh. Or suji. फ्राई करके रेडी टू ईट करती हूँ उधर जाके गरम पानी डालना डिहाइड्रेट डिहाइड्रेट करके लेती हूँ पोहा लेके जाती हूँ इफ आई गो टू एनी कंट्री मैटर बाहर सो एज यू कैन सी दिस वॉज द क्लिप द इंटरव्यू वॉज कुनाल विजय कर आई थिंक इफ आई रिमेम्बर इज नेम आई थिंक इज कुनाल समथिंग प्लीज करेक्ट मी अरे लाइव स्ट्रीम बताओ यार इसका नाम क्या है आई थिंक इट इज कुनाल आई रिमेम्बर हिज नेम कुनाल ही रन अ शो वेर ही गोज आउट एंड इंटरव्यूज पीपल एंड दे हैव अमेजिंग फूड बाई दई एन वी हिम एंड इज जॉब वॉट इज जॉब प्रोफाइल यू गेट टू कॉल टॉक टू पीपल फेमस पीपल एंड देन यू गेट टू ईट विद दैम एंड देट यू गेट टू ईट अमेजिंग फूड एट डिफरेंट स्पॉट्स सो या कुनाल विजय कर आई वॉज राइट so kunal was just interviewing it was just a off the cuff um, remark that sudha murthy made and oh my god like wo jisko bolte na what was that pakistani he was like waqt badal gaye jis baat badal gaye taqdeere badal gayi and uh, oh uh, i mean as if uh, the world was absolutely shattered nothing worse could have happened um how dare uh, uh, sudha murthy ji talk about having separate spoons and this and that and that led to the classic accusations that is uh, accusation that is hurled every time that this is brahmanism this is because sudha murthy is a brahmin and vegetarianism is a brahmin superimposition on everything else blah 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 that's exactly what started it uh, it has its roots in uh, brahmanism now there are so many claims that are being made over here that let's i had to look at it and break it down and share a lot of evidence now uh, before i start sharing a lot of evidence uh, resources uh, links which which is how i do the monologue and and why it's tougher what i do is because i do them live i could easily make a nicely polished video where i pre-record it and i upload it and nice graphics pop up and i show this and i show that i could do it in actually youtube encourages that where you can do that and you can garner more clicks that way you youtube actually wants you to do that i don't do it is because i love the idea of being spontaneous while i have my research material ready and i want to be questioned in the end by people who are watching me live so that there is a back and forth 
I may not agree with them, but at least I give the people the opportunity who are watching it live the idea or the option of questioning me and disagreeing with me. But there, there is this claim made over here, which is vegetarianism is Brahminism. Now, that's a serious claim. So when these people, my counter question to these people is that when you say vegetarianism is Brahminism, is it that only when you find an Indian vegetarian it is Brahminism? Or when all vegetarians exist on planet Earth, they were all, you know, convinced by Brahmins. I obviously know they will say only when an Indian is vegetarian, they are practicing something Brahminical. That's the claim they make. Now, it's very interesting because there is a huge movement right now, which is veganism in this world. While in the Western world, they're not just vegans. There are vegetarians who are not Hindu also, FYI. Uh, in the ancient times, if, in case you did not know, even the Greeks had sets of people or groups of people who were vegetarians. I think the Pythagoreans, uh, Pythagoreans were uh, known vegetarians in the ancient Greek times. Yes, no Brahminical influences there, I guess, but they were vegetarians. They were not vegans. So even in the pantheon uh, of, uh, you know, human history, vegetarianism has existed, whether it was the Greeks, there are instances of vegetarianism in other Asian countries. Um, and there are instances of vegetarianism outside the Hindu pantheon in, uh, in India too. So when we talk about uh, vegetarianism and uh, its triggers, let's say if we were looking at it from an evolutionary lens or if we were doing an anthropological survey of vegetarianism across the world, globally, like what are the arguments people give? It doesn't matter what color of the skin they are, what culture they come from, what identity they are. It doesn't matter. It's identity neutral, race neutral, color neutral. If you ask a person who is vegetarian why they are vegetarian, it's very interesting that the answers that all of them give, all the vegetarians, the different kinds of vegetarians, whether they're vegan, whether they're from India, Hindu roots, whether they are Jain, whether they are Buddhist, whether they're Christian vegetarians, or even the Muslim ones, all the answers are the same. All of them. It is all triggered by this uh, absolute disgust that they have towards the idea of harming what they call a sentient being. Uh, I mean, not they call, I mean, animals are sentient beings. There are different layers of, uh, I guess, consciousness and we can argue. I'm, I'm, and I'm not even talking about that full. Like I said, I'm a non-vegetarian and I'm fine with it. But vegetarians say that the most baseline argument is like, if we feel so much harm when uh, when somebody hurts us, animals are obviously going to be harmed. So why should we do that? And that is the baseline argument everybody gives. It doesn't matter what kind of vegetarian you are. Like Even if you read the Greeks, they were giving these arguments. Their scriptures. If you go in some other places, they also were giving these arguments. The arguments cutting across cultures, irrespective of their caste, their race, their ethnicity, is always the same. But if an Indian Hindu talks about vegetarianism, Oh, it's Brahminical. 
So let us assume it is Brahminical. Let us take it on face value. Let us take the argument as a truthful statement. That yes, vegetarianism is Brahminism in India. My very natural question after that is, so what? So what? Let's say vegetarianism as a concept was invented by the Brahmins. Just because it is invented by the Brahmins, are you going to reject it? Is that the problem? Is that the reason? That means, are you a Brahmin hater? That means, are you a bigot? Just because somebody happens to be born in a system where today the government of India has basically, essentially, through the reservation policy, fixed caste into a birth-based system. So in that system, because the government goes by the birth-based criteria for reservations, we have fixed jatis and fixed varnas. In that situation, if a child is born into that and you say vegetarianism and Brahminism, so Brahminism is who people are, who are Brahmins. So you hate all of them. The question has to be asked to these people. Do you hate all Brahmins? I'm not even getting into the validity. I'm asking that the core of the claim itself is bigoted. Secondly, oh, why we do this is because historically the Brahmins use this to discriminate against the others. Now there are merits to some merits to the argument when it comes to purity and pollution. But again, as far as purity and pollution is concerned, purity and pollution is a universal human condition. And let me share a few examples. Purity and pollution exist in halal too. When in halal as a practice, only uh, meat can be consumed after reciting the kalma and the butcher has to be a Muslim. You know why it is done? It is a purity and pollution issue because as per the faith of the Muslims, if these two conditions are not met, that meat that they are consuming is impure. Similarly, it applies to kosher laws. Kosher laws operate in the same mindset. Same mindset. Kosher laws follow the same religious tenets. Now, let us come to modern day purity and pollution issues. Look at your uh, diversity, equity, inclusion people. Don't they have purity and pollution issues? It's a different kind. It's not dietary. But purity and pollution mindset exists everywhere. If you look at the purity and pollution in the diversity, equity, inclusion group, how does it uh, come up over there? That if you deviate from their point of view, you are considered intellectually impure. They practice intellectual untouchability. I am not defending. I mean, I believe in the annihilation of Jati and Varna of the old system of Hinduism. I actually believe in the annihilation of that system. But I don't buy this rubbish claim that vegetarianism is Brahminism. It is basically a tool to hate all Brahmins. I don't hate anyone, whether it's all Muslims, whether it's all Christians, whether it's all scheduled castes, whether it's all scheduled tribes, or whether it's all Brahmins. I don't hate groups. I look at individuals when I meet them and I base my judgment about them on the basis of my individual interaction with those people. 
So this entire argument, and I had written this tweet at that time when this whole thing was there. It was just one tweet that I think summed up my thoughts that vegetarianism stems strictly from quote purity and pollution, and veganism stems from some quote modern scientific consciousness is a load of rubbish. It is indeed a load of rubbish because both have the same triggers. It makes no anthropological or evolutionary sense. Both vegans, that are white people primarily, and vegetarian, that is Hindus in our case, give very similar arguments when spoken to individually. Their mental triggers are the same. I gave you the example of compassion towards taking another life. That is one of the arguments they give. So to say that one stems from religion and the other from science is just rubbish. The triggers are the same because the way the modern world exists today is very different. In the ancient world, there was no secular space and there was no non-secular space. There was no such distinction in the ancient world. The ancient world, there was only one space, the religious space. That's all it was. And religion involved itself in every aspect of your life. So to get mad at someone because some idea they follow, irrespective of the legitimacy of that idea, comes from a religious space is ridiculous. In the modern world, you have the secular and the so-called religious space. But let me tell you, in the modern world, the secular has become sacred for many people too. Like when people like dumbasses tell me that I am secular, not a secularist, I am secular. They have made the secular into a sacred. Unlike the ancient world, for them, their sacred is secular. Human beings cling on to these things all the time. Human beings are silly that way. They need ideas all the time. I include myself in that silly human being group. So we do silly things. Big deal. But now let us talk about vegetarianism per se. You know, a lot of mythologies, um, fake narratives are peddled under the garb of vegetarianism in India. Uh, one of the biggest uh, mythologies that are peddled under the garb of vegetarianism in India is that India is majority vegetarian. Well, let's look at the numbers then. I will share survey data, government survey data, and Pew survey data. All right? Okay, let's see. So this was a very interesting pick shared on Twitter by India in Pixels. This is the percentage of population that is vegetarian in Indian states 2014. The source is Union Government Sample Registration System Baseline Survey 2014 Large States and Nutrition General Northeastern States. Uh, the source is already mentioned um, in the tweet below too. So 29% is the national average vegetarianism of India. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it correct. 29% is the average vegetarianism of India. And guess which states of India are the most vegetarian? Number one, Rajasthan. Now you would have thought Gujarat would be the second most vegetarian state of India. Well, lo and behold, it isn't. Number two is Haryana, 70%. Number three is Punjab. Yes, you see the Punjabi stereotype, butter chicken. No, Punjab is 67% vegetarian, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to take this opportunity to remind all of you that 33% of Punjab is, guess what? Dalit. So are you telling me that 
in punjab the entire 33% dalit community does not consume uh, consumes meat all the time and exactly at the 67% mark all the rest of the castes don't consume meat is that even physically possible is that even statistically possible so the question you need to ask yourself is in punjab which has one of the highest concentrations of dalit in the country vegetarianism is giant that means vegetarianism is giant in the punjabi dalit community too don't trust me go check your sources don't trust a word i say you can go to censusindia.gov.in/vital_statistics go and check that and the tweet over here is from july 25 2020 i did check the tweet it is accurate it is by at india in pixels india in pixels by ashris it was a fascinating uh, uh, piece of evidence that i witnessed over here in my research now let us dig a little further okay now there was a wonderful article that i would like to read for all of you this was written on 9th october 2018 this is again in my laptop archives that i i tend to keep these things whenever i want to do my monologues uh, they come in handy some day or the other and i i would love to read this article for all of you because this will back what that picture i shared with you did so this is uh, a two minute read not a big read uh, this was written by arjun shrinivas live mint no vegetarianism is not growing in india i repeat the title of the article is no vegetarianism is not growing in india so let's read food and politics have never been more entangled in india over the past few years violent vigilantism has claimed the lives of suspected beef eaters and even people in the livestock trade in some of these instances blah 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 but i'm not interested in reading that now let us look at the real data a mint analysis of data from two successive rounds of national family health Sur- survey which is called nfhs conducted in 2005-6 and 15-16 shows that vegetarianism has in fact been on the decline over the past decade across all but two states that is rajasthan and punjab the share of meat eaters has risen over the past decade charts 1a at charts 1b so look at this image on your screen right now isn't it fascinating ladies and gentlemen i repeat a state punjab a state of punjab that is has a population of 33% dalits has sustained and even increased its vegetarianism so much for brahmanism think about it think about what i have just read now if you have a problem with this data or reality and you are from the left please go and fight with someone else i'm only looking at data all right now let us look at other things while delhi shows the highest increase in share of meat eaters several of other northern states such as haryana himachal jammu and kashmir and uttarakhand also show high rates of increase this increase is partly explained by the fact that they had low meat consumption to begin with karnataka which was an outlier among the southern states in terms of meat consumption seems to be catching up with its neighbors showing a considerable increase in the consumption of fish meat and eggs if we consider the change in vegetarianism excluding egg consumption the largest decrease is observed in haryana at 11.1% women lack in the consumption of meat and eggs the data show 
as of 2015 16 30% of women were vegetarian uh, as compared to 22% of men however men seem to be catching uh, women seem to be catching up with the men over the past say, decade meat consumption and egg consumption has increased faster among women than among men now obviously this is uh, the the chart that talks about meat eaters now um, the data suggests that the poorest classes have largely depended on eggs to diversify their diets. While egg consumption has risen across income classes, it has risen the most amongst the poorest wealth quintile. I'm not surprised about that. Uh, it's really not surprising at all. Among social groups, meat consumption is the highest among Muslims and scheduled castes and scheduled tribes. More than 80% of SCSTs and Muslims are meat eaters. Among the general category, including upper caste, this proportion is much lower at 57%. Yes, that is fine. But like I said, Punjab, which has the highest concentration of Dalits in India, kind of beats the trend, which is very interesting. And there are obviously reasons, historical reasons, spiritual reasons for that. Punjab has always been the bedrock of vegetarianism in India and the Bhakti movement in India. And... Uh, the Punjabi Dalit community is vegetarianism in huge numbers, uh, is vegetarian, sorry, in huge numbers. The highest increase in meat consumption over the past decade has been among the other backward classes, excluding Muslims. The share of meat eaters in OBCs has risen three percentage points over the past decade to 68%. The data shows that palates of Indians remain divided along the lines of caste, region, and religion. Uh, I don't agree with their analysis on the caste bit because Punjab beats the caste angle. I agree that it is by, uh, distributed on the basis of region and religion. And uh, that's about it. Now, this was one. And there is one more that I would like to show to you. This was a survey done by the Pew Research Institute. And this was uh, published by Manolo Corici on July 8th, 2021. All right, let's see the Pew survey article. Okay, as you see, it's on your screen right now. Eight in 10 Indians limit meat in their diets and four in 10 consider themselves vegetarian. Now, it's very interesting. Uh, I want to read uh, this very important bit. I'm going to highlight it for the ones on the screen and for the audio listeners, you have the audio. The vast majority of Indian adults, 81%, follow some restrictions on meat in their diet, including refraining from eating certain meats, not eating meat on certain days or both. However, most Indians do not abstain from meat altogether. Only 39% of Indian adults describe themselves as vegetarian, according to a Pew, new Pew Research Center survey. Now, this is the catch of the survey. They have shared it. While there are many ways to define vegetarian in India, the survey left the definition up to the respondent. So, the 39% high figure in comparison to the other government survey is because here, they left the definition of vegetarian to the person calling themselves a vegetarian, unlike in the National uh, Health Survey, where the definition of vegetarian must be decided by the government. So you have to keep that in mind when it comes to this. So as you see uh, in this chart on your screen over here, for the audio listeners, uh, I, am, I apologize that you don't get the visuals of the charts. But uh, as you see, it is broken down by religion. Uh, Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Sikh, Buddhist, Jain. And in terms of vegetarianism, the highest number of vegetarians are Jains. Then followed by, guess what? Sikhs. There are more vegetarian Sikhs than Hindus. Hindus are less than Sikhs. 
then there are Buddhists after that, then there are Christians, and then the last is Muslims. Um, now, the interesting bit is abstain from eating meat on certain days and from eating certain meats. The numbers really follow pretty much the same trend line. And uh, no restrictions on meat. Again, the least, uh, as always, was 3% Jains. That was expected. Uh, Jains would be the least in that. And Christians and Muslims would be the highest at 33 and 32%. Like no restrictions at all. Just eat what you want to eat. Hindus are 16% with Sikhs at 16% and Buddhists 15%. So this was the Pew Research Survey. And uh, then the other chart was Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, vegetarians are most flexible about where they'll eat. Uh, so look at let's look at uh, the trends over here. So the first one is in the home of someone whose religion has different rules about food. Um, Muslims and Christians don't mind. 68% Christians would eat. 63% Muslims would eat. 62% Buddhists would eat. 46% uh, Hindus. 45% Sikhs. Guess who's the most rigid about eating in people's house with different food habits? The Jains. 24% Jains. At a function hosted by people whose religion has different rules about food, again, the same trend line. The Jains are the most rigid. Vegetarian only. Here's where the game changes. In a restaurant that serves both vegetarian and non-veg food, again, only 8%. The Jain number is there. So if you see in this, the most rigid when it comes to dietary habits is only one community in India. That is the Jain community. You look at the Hindu numbers, they're pretty much same. They just fall in the same um, range. Again, the same survey said many Indians view dietary restrictions as essential to religious identity. 72% uh, uh, you know, when it comes to Hindus, uh, so, uh, like eating beef or pork, Muslims 77, 82% Sikhs, 85% Jains. The least is actually Buddhists in that, in that sense. You see the numbers on the screen. It's really interesting. So I just wanted to share all this data with you so that you guys understand how varied this entire discussion is. Now, what does the religion talk about, right? Or the science talk about when it comes to meat-eating, evidence of meat-eating. Um, now, this was an image uh, shared by my dear friend Abhijit Ayyar Mitra. For the record, this image is Mene Abhijit ko bheji thi aur Abhijit ne share ki thi. Uh, you can go and ask Abhijit. Because it is from my cell phone camera. So I had shared it to Abhijit a while ago. So this was from the book of B.B. Lal, the Rigvedic people, invaders or immigrants. And this is the addenda in his book. Uh, and uh, I want to show something to you. Right, This is from the IVC excavations. And uh, very interesting things were found over here. The faunal remains, I want to read that okay this is page 153 in the appendices of the book that i just named the faunal remains from the site the the site is hastinapura were examined and reported by bholanath in lal 1954 and 55 um the deposit of period one was very flimsy and yielded no remains other than a few fragments of pottery the animal remains from other periods were as followed period two Equus cabalus, Bos babulus, 
and guess what bo syndicus i repeat bo syndicus period 3 again you read there bo syndicus again uh, bo babylus and period 4 a closer look at the data foregoing data is quite surprising since it's shown equuscabulus the horse occurred only in period 2 are we then to take that the horse disappeared there after certainly not and this again is another page uh, where uh, the chart in the end shows very interesting numbers so when they did the faunal remains analysis the great bv lal did the animal remains and these are uh, uh, from the sites identified as uh, in the ivc area again there was some very interesting things that were found here too in the three cultural phases as you see the maximum number in the the late jorve period early jorve period and malwa period the least remains you find are horses cattle and buffalo both 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 indicus and vavilus sheep and goat are found there as you see on the screen uh, once again this is pages 153 154 155 of bb book the rigvedic uh, people invaders immigrants or indigenous you can go and see and then there was another interesting paper that was published uh, I, that i would highly recommend all of you uh, to go and read it was published in sciencedirect.com and uh, it was uh, authored by akshata suryanarayan et al Uh, journal of archaeological sciences volume 125 january 2021 you can go and download the paper and pay for it and read it um, it was called lipid residues in pottery from the indus civilization in northwest india the highlights of the paper were a uh, systematic study of ceramic lipid residues from uh, rural and urban sites of indus civilization in northwest india second point lipid residue analysis provides chemical evidence for milk second is meat and possible mixtures of products and or plant consumption similarities in vessels used across settlements suggest common regional culinary practices so no purity and pollution here evidence for continuity in vessel usage practices after the decline of urbanism i have just read the highlights for you i would highly recommend uh, you go and read this paper it is for free you can download it and uh, you will find a lot of uh, evidence of fruits and meats and many other things in this paper uh, i think everybody and the sites they cover are a lot alamgirpur masudpur 7 masudpur 1 lohari raghu khanak farmana rakigadi they they really did a holistic survey of all the food why did i start with bb lal is because the bb lal and the great bb lal i should say uh should um, be you know credited for his scholarship because he really did set the standard and then all these people have kind of taken over from that but 1.4.2 zoo zoo archaeological evidence and secondary product exploitation of this paper says on average about 80% of the faunal assemblage from various indus sites belong to domestic animal species out of the domesticated animals cattle buffalo are the most abundant averaging between 50 to 60% of the animal bones found with sheep goat accounting for 10% of animal remains remember the bb lal charts that i showed to you they pretty much 
bear the same thing out the high proportions of cattle bones may suggest a cultural preference for beef consumption across indus populations supplemented by the consumption of mutton lamb animal kill off profiles for indus settlements reveal a general trend of the presence of older adults for bovine and caprine ovine species suggesting that meat consumption was complemented with the widespread existence of secondary product exploitation what does this say two things uh, and both the left and the right are going to be hashtag sad life point number 1 indians always ate meat they even consumed beef but point number 2 even the ivc people as per this paper had a robust vegetarian culture so my dear friends is vegetarianism brahminism question to puchna padega na because as per our friends in the left this is why i read that paper and that excerpt from the paper was there meat yes who's denying that bhaiya wo to gaye bhi khate the hum wo nahi deny kar rahe hain magar usme key line kya thi us paper mein the key line over there was the next bit which i read always remember that line that they had the key line was meat consumption was complemented with the widespread existence of secondary product exploitation that means these people in the ivc also had a vegetarian culture so ab mere ko batao ki aryan invasion ke hisab se to there were these aryans who came and he they kicked out these dravidians and they to ate everything did everything but my dear friends ivc also had a vegetarianism culture along with a beef eating culture this was a habit of india where when you had cuisine there was a robust vegetarian culture there was a robust beef eating culture and even today in india the data the current data clearly suggests vegetarianism is still like a 30 to 35% chunk of india the rest of the country does eat meat when compared to other cultures of the world like the west we or the arab world we do not consume that much meat even if you look at the per capita meat consumption of india amongst the meat eaters compared to the other nations we are very little the reason being that one line that i read from that paper in sciencedirect.com that we always had a culture of supplementary food so we would be non vegetarian so like look at me i'm not consuming meat six days of the week i'll eat it like once or twice the rest of the days even i am vegetarian also on the days i eat meat i eat it once i don't eat it all the time vegetarianism has always been a part of this culture so both the left and the right well zippity doda you're both wrong both of you are wrong dono hi sukha palti mar jao abhi kyunki data does not make any one happy facts don't make any one happy neither the ones on the right who keep peddling nonsensical theories about their ancestors or the ones on the left that also peddle equally nonsensical theories about their ancestors vegetarianism is not brahminism now comes the most important question where does this vegetarian culture stem from then 
and who took it up in the most rigid way and when i say rigid i just mean rigid in terms of practice i'm not saying rigid in a pejorative way before someone misunderstands me could we then say vegetarianism is shamanism because you clearly see the evidence of the highest practice of vegetarianism like vegetarianism on steroids till the extent of being strict to the core and the pew survey that's why i read the pew survey because i wanted to show the numbers in the jainas could it be that the jainas were the strictest vegetarians and then maybe some of the brahmanas must have looked at it and they're like eh maybe some of them have a point we'll follow what they do could it be but will anybody dare say vegetarianism is shamanism will they will they dare to say that now before uh, before i go into the details somebody might come back to me and say but kushal you know in the jain book acharang sutra lesson 10 lecture 1 book 2 uh, even there it is said that if you have no other option sometimes you can consume fish or millet or you know the the sixth of the 12 canonical jain agamas mahavira gives in chapter 18 a quote and quote like um kya bolte hain usko way out that if in case of a famine you can eat meat to me i don't know you 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 have to fight with them but most jainas are the strictest vegetarianism followers so it depends but like i said in in hinduism it is quite um clear that even the ramayana has multiple occasions where uh, you know meat eating is clearly discussed you may not like it but yes meat eating is openly spoken about so hating me is not going to change that and uh, you know w- what was that in the kishkinda kand right uh, 117 or 1839 or something it was there were that panch panch nakha that one that was uh, that one is quite famous apparently or there are many other occasions um but and then obviously uh, there there is the famous manusmriti everybody's famous manusmriti in chapter 5 from verse 27 right up to verse number what is it let me check uh from 27 to 57 the whole segment of the manusmriti discusses eating meat the whole segment of the manusmriti does 5.27 to 57 the entire manusmriti all it talks about is eating meat so i guess the manusmriti is also uh, it gives you qualifications of who should eat meat why you should eat meat when you should eat meat it also promotes vegetarianism but it also does not say that you should not eat meat it gives you caveats on eating meat like i said the ramayana is also very clear about it so the question you need to ask yourself is that if this is the reality then why is this rubbish trope being peddled all the time about vegetarianism being brahmanism why why do we peddle this trope what's the big deal 
why can't hindus why can't brahmins be vegetarian why can't anybody be vegetarian who gives a damn who cares these questions need to be asked these are uncomfortable questions you need to ask yourself also this popular uh, mythology that has been peddled that majority indians are vegetarian no they are not majority indians are meat eaters their meat eating capacity or consumption patterns are way less than the other meat eaters of the world that is true and the existence of that because since thousands of years india has had a supplementary food culture where they do tend to supplement their food with great vegetarian options and over the years through multiple back and forth of different consumption patterns and different religious developments like i said jainism and its great focus on vegetarianism and non violence maybe has changed indian eating patterns so what is why can't a indian be a vegetarian and why can a white person be vegan what the hell or is veganism the white man's brahminism should i say that you need to ask these questions to yourself you need to be either accurate from a data perspective from an evidence perspective from an archaeological perspective from an evolutionary perspective or you should just shut the hell up i don't care which side of the political aisle you are from whether the left or the right i don't care i could care less if this pisses the right off or the left off i have shared evidence i have shared scientific papers i have given you religious verses i have given you government surveys private surveys i have given you multiple sources of evidence and the last passing shot that i want to end with is about this entire fight on pure vegetarian because sudha murthy ji does use the word pure vegetarian try and understand what pure the pew survey was very smart when it said that we left the definition of vegetarian to the person who was taking the survey because they were right in india the definition of vegetarian keeps varying from person to person now interestingly sudha murthy ji when she said i am a pure vegetarian i don't even eat eggs and garlic i don't know if she meant eggs onion and garlic or just eggs and garlic because now that's a new category of pure vegetarian because usually pure vegetarianism in some places is considered what in mumbai we call half jain where people will not eat eggs and onion garlic but they will eat alu potatoes but in the case of uh, jains they will not even eat uh, potatoes and other rooted vegetables right underground jogte hain wo nahi khate jain so the question you need to ask yourself is that is this brahmanism it's actually vaishnavism and vaishnavism comes from the bhakti movement that was in many occasions a revolt against this so called brahmanism that you talk about so this pure veg thing is like in punjab vaishnav dhaba or vaishnav taba as they call it in punjab is huge the culture of vaishnav taba in punjab is giant in vaishnav dhabas you don't get onion and garlic obviously eggs are not there either i'll give you another example of how deep rooted vegetarianism is in the punjabi psyche that even in toronto you know in the gird of desi indians and also punjabis form a huge chunk of it i'm not saying they're the only chunk but punjabi gujaratis are the major chunk 
you have vegetarian restaurants all over toronto and it's not like only the hindus are going there sardar bhar bhar ke jate hain the sikhs go there in huge numbers giant numbers vegetarianism is pan india it has nothing to do with brahmanism and even if it had it makes no sense to make it a pejorative the brahmins also must have come up with many other inventions that we use today we don't deny that who cares stop this nonsense i'll end it over here i will now look at your comments and questions and super chats if there are any if there are any if not i have said my piece i will go through the material and i will wrap up the discussion so i will start looking for uh, super chats first uh, i don't know if there are any super chats if there are not i will wrap it up asap and move on so let's start i'm going to go now to the top and i'll start look at uh, start looking at questions if i find anything sensible otherwise it will be tata bye bye from my end Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's start looking at the questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we have over here? somebody has said what about jains vegans they are stricter about the type of food well i have already um discussed that mm. somebody is asked when am i coming to new jersey i already was there in new jersey i don't have any plans to come to new jersey again mm. Mm. Dr. Malhar Nesari says, even if one assumes it stems from religion, what's the problem with it? There is no problem with it. I absolutely agree with you. If an idea uh, which makes sense or which has value stems from a religion, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I would take that idea. I don't care. I think it's uh, absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, no real questions. It's surprising. What is the diet of the average kushti wrestler? I have not checked the dietary habits amongst wrestlers in India, but I won't be surprised that a lot of them must be vegetarian and they must be supplementing their protein by taking protein shakes and stuff like that. But don't quote me on that because I don't know. I've not studied it. I've not looked at a survey, so I cannot give you an answer for that. But Haryana being the second most vegetarian uh, state in the country, it would be an interesting uh, bit to study because Haryana also has the highest uh, per capita number of wrestlers in India. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
How do you know that the beef was cow meat? How do I know? Didn't you read properly what I read from the BB Lal thing? It is literally Bo Syndicus. It's not just any cow meat. It is your Gau Mata, the humped cow. They found Bose Indicus. I repeat, Bose Indicus. Uh, but is milk counted as cattle remains? No, 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 no. When they are doing this, they look at bone. And so in the IVC, right, there are uh, the Vedic, uh, the Vedic, the, the fire altars, which you see in the Vedas too. And then, then there are tandoors you are finding. Again, you should study the BB Lal work. So they, they found these cooking places, tandoors. There also they found animal bones in it. The faunal remains analysis of how the whole place. Mm, I hope that answers your um, your question. Mm -hmm. What do we have? Barely any questions. We have two new members. One is Manjul Dubey and one is uh, Dakshesh Tyagi. Thank you very much for joining the membership program. I really appreciate your support. Let's see. Mm, what else is there? Not really a lot of questions. Everybody's just fighting or either abusing me. Well, abusing me is fine. Um, trying to look at questions, man. Okay, we have no questions. Wow. Today is a miracle day. Okay, finally a question. Thank you. Kushal, does Shaiva, Vaish or Shakta traditions have to do with diet? One particularly follows ex Shaiv do consume meat, goat, but not fish. Shaktas eat both mutton, fish. I'm from UK and majority SC don't eat meat. Listen, it depends on which sect you are there in, but every sect has its own. Like I said, every sect has, would have its own uh, rules regarding diet, right? So which Vaishnavite? Which avoid because in them also we have so many varieties. Now they have variations in their thing too, right? So it depends on which one, but definitely dietary habits are directly linked to the sect you belong to. I mean, there is no diet doubt about that. But my point was not that. My point was these people claimed IVC was non-Brahminical. I just showed you even IVC had a vegetarian food as a supplementary option. So where do these people go now? What happens after that? I don't care. There are the, the panth. So there is a panth of Vaishnavism. There is a panth of Shaivism. There is a panth of veganism who are white people. Her panth ke apne norms hote hain. Wo panth ke rules jo hote hain, unke triggers. See, Naman, try and understand what I'm saying. The trigger mechanism of all these people is the same. 
the trigger mechanism is that we don't want to hurt a sentient being whether you're a vegan or a vaishnavite the trigger is the same so who cares or by the way uk mein samajh gaye aap uttarakhand ho gaye kyunki aapne to inr mein question pucha hai mujhe laga england wala uk tha fir mere ko bolna ki england se aadmi rupaiya kaise de raha hai mujhe हम्म और क्या है भाई Will I be getting Armin Nawabi science is dope on your podcast? I mean, Armin has come on my podcast in the past. I don't see anything that I want to talk to him about right now, so I'm not interested. I don't know who science is dope is, so um, I have no clue. So I apologize uh, about this. I don't know who science is dope is. Okay, Abhijit Sudhakar. Hey, Kushal, what is the most important thing for India to be two-digit economy like ten trillion? Do you think it's realistic goal? Am I not talking about superpower for now? It's just ten trillion as a milestone. I think uh, it it is never uh, Abhijit ji. It is never a either or uh, kind of a scenario. Um, I think uh, uh, it's. it's it's slightly more complex than it, it just has to focus on the economics and ignore the other things when uh when we look at the holistic uh, development of a nation it has to be on multiple indices and multiple indicators the key one in that uh would be in my view economics i would place the 10 trillion a slightly more important but then with the 10 trillion i would also give national security because our geographical reality the our neighborhood is an equally more uh, serious issue for us as a nation so economics and national security would be my preferences i mean in that sense but i mean this is just being nitpicky okay ओके 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 हैव आई रेड ब्रीफ हिस्ट्री ऑफ ह्यूमन काइंड बाय यू ऑल नोवा हरारी यस आई हैव द अपर कास्ट इज मोर आर्यन सेज आदित्य आदि वेल यू क्लियरली डोंट इवन नो वॉट द वर्ल्ड आर्यन कोनेट यू क्लियरली डोंट नो यू मस्ट हैव रेड थ्री आर्टिकल्स ऑन द होल सब्जेक्ट एंड आई हैव स्पेंड ट्वेल्व ईयर्स ऑन दैट वन सब्जेक्ट विच इज वाई वन ऑफ माई मेंबरशिप प्रोडक्ट्स इज लिटरली ऑन द आर्यन इन्वेजन आर्यन माइग्रेशन हाइपोथिस इन फैक्ट आई एम गोइंग टू डू अ पॉडकास्ट दिस मंथ विथ अनदर पर्सन हु इज ऑल्सो अ मेंबर ऑन माई पॉडकास्ट वी आर गोइंग टू डू अ पॉडकास्ट going to do a deep dive on the new hegarty at all people uh so much for your rn invasion all evidence now has disproven the step hypothesis i'm not saying the indian homeland is real the step homeland is false 
most likely the Caucasus area, Iran, Turkey, all that. That was the Proto-Indo-European homeland. One set of Proto-Indo-Europeans went in one area. The other came here. There was no invasion. It was just a back and forth culture. And that's why uh, it is a hybrid model. There is no such thing. You clearly are uh, not well-versed in this subject. Maybe you should learn. Cricket question. What do you think about India's chances in the Commonwealth uh, CWC? Oh, Konsa, CWC Commonwealth? What am I talking about? CWC means Cricket World Cup. What am I talking about? I'm crazy. Cricket World Cup 2023. Uh, semi-final will come and will win. In my view, I could be wrong. Mm. Okay, why are people... My thoughts on non-veg is tamsik. I don't care. Okay, fine. If uh, Hindus and vegetarian Hindus believe non-veg is tamsik, good for them. I don't care. Mm. Okay, I will. I don't see any other questions, to be very honest. And you know, the, just one last bit on uh, the Arya. You know, people like to quote, oh, the Rigveda says, smash the Dasas and the Dasyus. Guess what the Rigveda says? It also says, smash the Aryas. Yes, it does say, smash the Aryas too. You know why? Because Rigveda was just a book of one tribe, the Bharatapurus. And whatever their interactions with other tribes were. So if the tribe was a Dasa Dasyu tribe, they would say smash them. If the tribe was an Arya tribe, they would say smash them. All they cared about was their hegemony. Smash anyone who comes in the way. So, sorry to break your heart. Rigveda says smash everyone. Instead of going over the gymnastics of names, why not classify the food in terms of closest step to the energy resources? I don't know, man. That is, listen, I don't even care about these things. Honestly, like, who cares? Let people eat what they want to eat. As long as I'm left the hell alone, I'm a happy camper. My biggest problem with people is that they don't leave me alone. If they leave me alone, I'm a happy camper. Uh, I am genuinely opposed to kosher and halal slaughter practices because not because they stem from a, a religious idea, because I think they're barbaric. I believe even in slaughter practices, we should have more enhanced, more uh, scientific and more humane practices like the ones in Europe. Europe has banned these many European, Western European countries have banned these practices. In India, I wish we did, but we don't. But I personally don't care. Don't care. My thoughts on the carnivore diet. I have no thoughts, man. I know we live in the world uh, of uh, over-opinionating. But I don't. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't have so many opinions. 
what i meant being 10 trillion not in isolation we need to focus on all verticals but what's the first thing to do to keep others in place national security and economy two things and making sure we always uh, remain a democracy we remain a democracy that is a precursor to all the others out of curiosity if the aryans brought brahmanism then what did they have why why did they have something like ashwamedha yagya which have sacrificed consumption of animal when in history did vegetarian fad start any periods now the vegetarianism like i said even in the ivc time i showed that paper to you right jisme likha gaya tha bada clearly ki they had supplementary cuisine options while meat was the primary one vegetarianism as a food option in in our land just because of geographical reasons and availability of multiple food options has always always existed for at least 5000 years at least now as and when our moral arc keeps expanding our concept of what a sentient being at a metaphysical level at a divine level kept on changing we kept on changing our diets in my view i think the jainas had the biggest influence on vegetarianism in india and the brahmanas did not why i mean why should i agree that the aryans got brahmanism when all the linguistic archaeological rigvedic evidence points to that it did not come from the steppe i don't care what you say the science why should i entertain this is like saying let us assume the earth is flat why should i assume the earth is flat i don't want to assume the earth is flat it's not flat so i will not give credence to wrong arguments is what i'm trying to say which translation of the rigveda you have read i have read three translations one is by griffith one is by wilson with a commentary by shayana and uh, one is by stephanie jameson berton Hmm. kushal which one hindu temple according to you one must visit there there i mean this question is such a abrahamic question a hindu should not even have the idea of visiting one temple no matter what the hindus responsibility is visiting most temples even i visit temples yesterday i had gone to this temple yes i had gone to a temple baap re what is going to happen mai to mandir chale gaya hari om hindu sabha mandir in brampton mai darshan karke aaya tha udhar yes even i go to temples bolo kya ho gaya hai nastik nirishwarwadi mandir jata hai baap re kya duniya ho gayi hai so no i will not give one temple hmm. uh you should read the rigveda translation of aurobindo ghosh and arya samaj i have read the arya samaj one so ma'am i'm sorry to break it to you it is a wrong translation and serious sanskritist who the right wing considers authentic say the arya samaj translation is wrong
in Vedic Sanskrit, Ashwa also means vehicle. Do you agree? I think Srikant Talagiri gives the best explanation that Ashwa could mean the equus uh, the genre itself. That means multiple kinds of uh, four-legged uh, animals that are used for transportation could be the word. And then the word became a very specific thing. I think Talagiri makes the most sense in that. Could you ever do a podcast discussing libertarian analogy, ideology and his design? I did one with, uh, who was that? Oh, Brad Palumbo on this. I guess you missed it. Or mm. question Kushal, do you think India would be able to achieve the per capita income levels of the first world countries? Because I don't think we would be able to achieve that level due to our population mostly. I don't think so. We're going to achieve like American levels of 60,000, 65,000. I don't think so. If, I mean, the way our bureaucracy is, uh, I really don't think. Okay. Mm, I think I have covered every single question you guys have asked me. I've tried to answer as many as possible. I have tried to cover all of them. And uh, yeah, it seems all are covered. Uh, Kushal had food. No, I've actually not had anything. I fast for 16 hours daily. I do intermittent fasting, 16 to 18 hours. So I had my last meal yesterday. I had a protein bar. That was the last thing I had as food at around 5, 5.30. So I've not had anything. Now I'll wrap this up, shut everything down, and then I'll have my first meal of the day. I've not even had a drop of water. And it is right now 11... 12 a.m. in the morning over here. I'm just working. I've been up since 7, preparing for the monologue. And here I am. I was just busy getting data out, getting data out. Uh, yeah, so. Million dollar question. Will you watch World Cup match with... Uh, in India and who will be India's number four? Any podcast with Ad Adit and I are going to do a podcast. Uh, I think... Wait a minute. What is the 28th? Yeah, 28th of August. Monday go, Adit and I are doing a cricket podcast. Okay. All right, guys. We will uh, wrap today's monologue up once again. Thank you very much for uh, all your questions, uh, Galia, everything. I really welcome them all. I appreciate that you guys tune in every time I do these monologues. My my aim through these monologues is to share as many references and as many data points with you as you can. If you agree with me, fine. If you don't agree with me, my life doesn't change. And let me tell you, the truth doesn't change either. The truth doesn't change no matter how much people uh, dislike it. So the truth is complex. Um, Vegetarianism is not Brahminism. And even if it was, I would not have had a problem with it. But uh, 
all things considered this was a fun session i hope you enjoyed this if you are listening to this on the audio uh, only version please leave a rating on spotify itunes uh, google podcast audible wherever you are if you are watching this on youtube and the least you can do is subscribe to the charvak podcast channel like this video if you can leave the comment in the leave a comment in the comment section and if you can please support this podcast through the membership program this is a member driven podcast this podcast survives on members only so doesn't matter if you join the membership program on youtube on fanmo or on patreon if you can do support this podcast through the membership program i will try my best to you know present perspectives that are heterodox to both the left and the right i just stick to the facts i try my best am i always right no i will make mistakes but i have the humility to correct my mistakes unlike others most people will not correct their mistakes i will correct my mistakes because i believe if the facts changed my opinion has to change as of now these are my opinions based on the facts that i got and garnered through surveys done by the government through private institutions uh through religious textbooks and through scientific archaeological methods so i leave you guys at that please keep watching and supporting the charvak podcast i appreciate everything that you have done till now for this podcast this podcast would not be here if it was not for your support thank you very much namaste take care bye